This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. If Francis were required to give a state of the church address, and if he were required to give an honest one, that did not just contain vapid sentiments of a vaguely universally Christian tone, combined with the programs and sentiments of the Leviathan, if he were to give us an honest address, he'd tell us that the state of the church is pretty bad these days, shrinking parishes in western countries, declining membership, declining use of the sacraments by the lay faithful, and a quiet apostasy that, if it isn't the great apostasy of approved Catholic prophecy, then it's clearly a dress rehearsal for it. But we will never get such an address from on high that tells us these uncomfortable truths of our time. And as Catholics who want and who want to keep the faith, we have to cling to the deposit of the faith with all of our strength. For the road ahead is rocky. And instead of an address like that, a few months ago, I reported that Francis endorsed the German Synodal Way, the meeting of the German bishops and laity that is functionally a public apostasy and schism of the church in Germany from the unity of the Catholic faith. What is it with Germany? I mean, seriously, it's always, it's, this stuff always happens there. At the same time that Francis did all that, he also expressed his support of Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church's program of bridge building. Then in July, he issued his ending by a thousand cuts of the Latin Mass in his do document, Traditionus Custodis. All of that is important to understand what I'm about to tell you now. The German Synodal Way just agreed to discuss the ending of the Catholic priesthood in Germany. That process, the German Synodal Way, was endorsed by Francis several months ago. Just remember that. Let's get into this without further delay. This story was broken a couple of days ago by Edward Penton, first on Twitter and then later in Catholic print media, and it went largely unnoticed and unspoken of. Truly astonishing. Quote, Germany's synodal way wants to debate the question of whether priests are still needing, needed, deciding by a narrow majority on Friday that the responsible working group should investigate the question of whether priests are needed in the Catholic Church. End quote. You remember that story reported a couple of weeks ago where a priest said during a Sunday homily that it was a good thing that vocations were withering away in the church and that he hoped in 300 years there would simply be no priesthood and by extension, no bishops or pope. The German bishops agreed with him. I want to make that a reality sooner rather than later. The story comes initially from domradio.de, a German outlet. Yes, it appears the German Sonata Way, which Francis himself endorsed a couple of months ago in a shocking turnaround that shocked no one who was paying attention, while right after releasing Traditionis Custodis and punishing the faithful who want to keep the faith. Sometimes life is full of surprises that way. <laughs> Let's have a look at the article. Headline from domradio.de. Debate about the abolition of the priesthood in the Catholic Church by a tally of 95 to 94. The Sonata Way wants to initiate a debate on the question of whether priests are still needed. <laughs> This is a result of the deliberations on a basic text. The working group should investigate the question of whether priests are needed. Yeah, that's the headline. Wow, now think about that. That means that more than half of the participants of this synod are no longer Catholic. Now think about that. These are bishops, folks. They make modernists like the Archbishop of the Diocese of the Internet, Robert Barron, seems like Orthodox defenders of the faith by comparison. 
But let's take a look at the story itself. And before we do, let me guess. They want to abolish the priesthood because the priest gives all of himself to God and thus cannot partake of the nuptial sacraments themselves, right? And by extension, the marital act, right? So it always comes back to that. Quote, the text is entitled Priestly Existence Today. The Synod decided on Friday evening with a narrow majority that the responsible working group should investigate the question of whether priests are needed in the Catholic Church. Ninety-five synodals voted in favor of the motion, 94 against, and 9 abstained. There were 180 entries for the 12-page basic text, Priestly Existence Today. Several participants in the Reform Dialogue criticized the lack of depth in the debate. Other synodals praised the text as easy to understand. Despite many reservations, a majority of 149 delegates were in favor of transferring the paper to the working group for further processing. The authors recommend, among other things, that the obligatory celibacy of priests, celibacy itself, be put to the test. There is a risk that the celibate way of life will lead to isolation if large parts of God's people no longer support the symbolism. In addition to the job, a priest may have lost its attractiveness due to the compulsory celibacy. Thus, celibacy could be a reason for lack of pastors. End quote. That is so astonishing. Whenever this topic comes up, it's always an unpopular one, even among some self-described traditional Catholics. I believe it was Marie-Julie Jehenny, the stigmatist most well-known for the Three Days of Darkness messages, who said that those who reject this for the priest, those who advocate for ending this practice, and instead seek a priesthood with the nuptial merit sacramental union, are displeasing to God, and those who have the power to end this practice will be severely chastised by God for it. If it wasn't Marie-Julie Jehenny, it was someone with very similar dire warnings for our time. But at the core of this is the act that is best described by various saintly pontiffs and teachers of the faith as the marital act. And it always comes back to that. It's frankly nauseating that these modernists are so obsessed with it. But that's just par for the course these days. It's an excuse, but it's not the only one the modernists are using to pursue their goal. I mean, this stuff is straight out of Luther and Calvin. Quote, The position of the priest should be embedded in the common priesthood of all believers. With this formulation, the bishops at the Second Vatican Council tried to bring doctrine into harmony with social change. <sighs> the basic text discussed by the Synodal Assembly states that the theological considerations behind it have not been put into practice. The Synodal Assembly is the highest decision-making body of the Synodal Way. The initiative, which has never existed in this form in the Catholic Church, was originally designed for two years. According to the current state of planning, it should now end in 2022. Against the background of the German version of the Ted McCarrick issue, the German bishops started the reform process with the Central Committee of German Catholics, the ZDK. Central themes are power, Catholic marital act morality, the role of women and priestly life. The basic text discussed in Frankfurt refers to this and sees deficiencies in the processing. End quote. And then they go on to say that there were many people who were in positions of authority during the Germany's version of the whole Ted McCarrick issue didn't stand by the responsibility, and they hid the issue away, including, like, legal issues related to it, and that too many of them still duck their responsibilities. And that's probably true. I mean, let's not, be, let's not hide the fact on that. But they are using, essentially, that Ted McCarrick issue that in America broke in the Archdiocese of Boston in 2003, for those who don't know what I mean, and exposed a great deal of sin and evil in the ranks of the priesthood in America, and they're using the German version of that to advocate for the abolition of the Catholic priesthood. But even better, they're dodging the real source of this problem, which, as the John Jay report's first draft of the original report stated, 
was positively and undeniably correlated according to the data to the issue that James Martin so giddily prances about and wants to bring, build bridges for. That issue was at the core of that whole problem, and the U.S. bishops had the reference removed in the official release of the John Jay report that had that entire section removed. The lack of responsibility shown by the U.S. bishops in that was grotesque, and in this case, the German bishops blaming their withering church on the sacred requirements of the priesthood would be astonishing in its brazenness if anything really shocked me by now. But that's not the only story that shows how tone-deaf things have become among many of the bishops of the church today. Eric Sammons shared this on Twitter, quote, My home diocese announced a plan to restructure the diocese and eventually eliminate 70% of the parishes. It's a necessary move based on changing demographics and declining numbers. But I can't help to ask, how's that new evangelization working out? <laughs> End quote. Yeah, how is that new springtime of Vatican II working out in the Church of the New Advent? Yeah, I thought so. From Cincinnati.com, we get the story. Headline, Change is difficult. Cincinnati Archdiocese launches shakeup that reaches almost every parish. This announcement came two and a half months after Traditionis Custodis was released by Francis. <laughs> Bear that in mind. In fact, it's worth noting here that Archbishop Marion Schnur of Cincinnati imposed a strict by-the-text reading of Traditionis Custodis on his diocese when he could have invoked Canon 87 of the Code of Canon Law to essentially dump Traditionis Custodis into the dustbin. But you know, that would suggest that the long-term stability and growth of the faith in his diocese was his top priority. <laughs> now he's closing parishes, and for some reason, most of the bishops can't see the twisted irony in all of this. So from Cincinnati.com, we get this, quote, The Archdiocese of Cincinnati on Friday launched one of the most ambitious reorganizations in its 200-year history, potentially changing when and where almost a half million Catholics attend Mass, school, and other activities connected to their faith. Known as Beacons of Light, the restructuring process will combine the Archdiocese's 208 parishes into 60 families of parishes, which will begin sharing priests and resources as early as next year. Unlike past attempts to remake the Archdiocese, which rarely got out of the planning stage, Beacons of Light is backed by Archbishop Dennis Schnur and will in some way touch almost every Catholic and priest in the Archdiocese's 19 counties. The goal, church officials say, is to eventually unite the 60 new parish families into single parishes. End quote. There is something truly dark and evil in naming a program Beacons of Light that closes most of the parishes in your diocese and creates parish clusters, thus alienating the faithful further from their own faith. But that is the fruit borne by the springtime of Vatican II and the Church of the New Advent. And remember, this is the kind of thing that has been happening for years in the Church in America, for many years. And instead of addressing this, Francis decides to go after traditional Catholics and women religious instead. The priesthood is a holy thing, something that is to be preserved as it is, as it has always been in the Church. To say that before the 12th century priests could enter into the nuptial sacrament is first misleading in a bad reading of history of the church, and second, it's another aspect of the heresy of modernism. Priests not entering into the nuptial sacrament has always been a requirement for most priests since the ancient days of the church, especially if they wanted to be considered for the episcopacy. There is ample evidence that allowing priests to enter into the nuptial bond would only create more strange on the church anyway, and that it would not solve any of these messes that the Germans are hinting at or that the modernists typically advocate for, and it certainly has nothing to do with Ted, the Ted McCarrick issue from 2003. And I'll never budge on this issue in the church, and I don't think any traditionally-minded Catholic would either. But that's enough of that. Please pray for the faithful remnant in Germany, and they need your prayers, seriously. Germany is a country that on paper is one of the largest Catholic countries in the world, but in practice, we have to wonder if there isn't already only a faithful remnant left there as in other places. So please pray for the faithful remnant in Germany. And like and subscribe if you haven't, it really does help. 
As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.